This is Dr. What? Dr. Where? Stories of Rural Medicine. It's the podcast exploring what it's like to live, work and train in rural medicine across regional Victoria. This series, we're looking at some ways you can take your professional practice to a new level. No matter where your career is at, even if it's yet to begin, we'll be bringing you valuable insights from a whole range of voices in regional medicine. And online branding is probably not on your list of priorities. You might not have even thought of what your online profile looks like. But whether it simply gives you an edge in applying for a job, or you're wanting to be a leading public voice in your area of medicine, it's an aspect of any profession which can be incredibly powerful if done correctly. Stephanie Swain is the communications manager with Monash Rural Health and delivered a workshop dedicated to online branding at Monash University's Drivers Conference. Here's some of the key points from that workshop to take your online brand to the next level. So whether you're just about to start out your career or you're positioning yourself to take the next step, managing your professional profile is more important than ever. We all spend so much time getting our CVs ready or preparing for an interview before we're going for a job, but we should also be investing time in developing our professional brand online as well. Your online brand is your online spokesperson. It's what people see when you are not physically in the room with them. It's a perpetual live CV and a really powerful marketing tool. Managing your online brand gives you the opportunity to tell your story in the way you want to tell it. Otherwise, you're essentially relying on what Google or another search engine thinks someone should know about you. And just to give you an example, I recently looked up a couple of our alumni and the things that came up about them within the first lot of search results were their results from a recent football match, their VCE study scores, or their personal Facebook profiles. So things that they may not want to be associated with their professional brand. Proactively building your brand online and harnessing the positive power of social media is an important way not only to control your online profile, but to also increase your credibility, boost your visibility, discover new research opportunities, connect with mentors, grow your professional network, just to name a few. All right, so we're gonna start with how to optimize your profile. So the profiles that we're gonna focus on today are LinkedIn and Twitter, as they're the ones that I believe as medical students or junior doctors are gonna be the ones that are gonna benefit you the most. Um, so firstly, with LinkedIn, it's a professional network, but it's not just finding your next job, as a lot of people tend to think. LinkedIn is great for relationship building. It really helps, as I mentioned, to improve your search results. LinkedIn ranks really highly in Google, um, and also helps build your visibility with using strategic content. So there are five kind of key things I'm gonna focus on on how you can improve your LinkedIn profile. Your photo, your headline, your bio, your current work experience, and your URL. But before you do any changes, when you're ready to do so, check your visibility and privacy settings. You wanna make sure that sharing updates is turned off while you're in there and making updates. So let's start with your photo. It's the first thing that people see and just like if you're meeting someone in person, it's really important to make a great first impression. You want a professional looking photo that's current, that represents your professional self. So best to avoid selfies, group shots, photos from med ball or a holiday snap. But what's really important to note is you don't need a professional photo to, to look professional. So don't worry about going and investing in having a professional portrait done or that you need a fancy camera. You can actually take a really great professional looking photo yourself. You wanna go for a simple background, but best to avoid a plain blank wall. 
you want to use natural lighting. Ideally, you've got light shining towards you, not behind you, so you're not getting shadows on your face. Avoid using a selfie and turn on grid lines to help position yourself nicely within the frame. Ask a family member or friend to take the photo for you. If you haven't got someone who can take it or you're feeling a little bit self-conscious, one of the tricks that I use is using self-timer and propping your phone up on a surface and positioning yourself in place, which is really easy to do. And of course, portrait mode or live focus are your friends. So next thing we're going to look at is your headline. So this is the piece of text that sits directly under your photo. So I like to think of this as your virtual business card. Um, your headline will automatically draw from your current role unless you tell LinkedIn otherwise. So it is a great opportunity in 200 characters to talk about your current role, maybe mention a couple of the different hats you wear, or put in some keywords that are relevant to your area of practice or interests. Another approach that can be used is what I'll call the mission statement approach. So that's when you'll have a short and sharp sentence. So aspiring surgeon, passionate about robotics and transforming the world with med tech. All right, the next thing we'll talk about is your current job. So it's really important to keep LinkedIn up to date with your current role. This is particularly important because your current affiliation, so either your workplace or your university, is what will show up in search results um, on a search engine. So for example, you can see with mine, I currently work at Monash, and that's the first thing that shows up next to my name, followed by my current role. So that's really important why you want to have it up to date. Um, you don't want to have you know, maybe the role that you had a couple of years ago, whereas you're actually working as a doctor now. So the last thing I'll touch on on your profile is to check out your URL. So LinkedIn will automatically give you a URL, which is your name and some kind of random number combination. I definitely suggest getting a custom URL, which is free and really easy to do. So you could just can go in and edit your URL. You want to think search friendly. So again, to ensure that your name and your profile are coming up when people are looking you up, Look at having your URL as something with your name in it. If your name is taken, you could, of course, try doctor, your name, your name, MD. Or if you're very unlucky and there is someone with your name and a, both a doctor and an MD with your name, you could try something like first name, middle initial, last name. Looking at your Twitter profile, a lot of the same advice applies if you are looking to go down that path. So again, you want a nice search-friendly handle you want to have a good recent quality photo. Um, you want a descriptive and detailed bio. And in LinkedIn, you can add hashtags and handles so you can show um, where you work or places you're affiliated with or a key interest. Um, and I also recommend adding a header image as it adds a nice personal touch to it. So what should you be posting? You want to be posting authentic content, so content that helps contribute to the conversation, positions you as a thought leader or a future thought leader, and enables you to share your interests and expertise. So on LinkedIn, this could be things like awards, publications, conferences, um, reflections or lessons learnt. On Twitter, this could again be your publications or any research news. You could tweet at a conference or an event. In terms of actually posting on LinkedIn or Twitter, it is incredibly easy. The post box will be the first box you see at the top of each of those platforms. So I just want to give you an example with Drivers 2021 in mind of how you can turn your experience into content for social media. So for example, as either a presenter or an attendee at Drivers Today, you could write a post about your presentation. You could write a list, five things I learned at Drivers, five tips for someone presenting at their first conference, or you could do a write-up of the event. 
Um, if, you're in, if you're tweeting, you could promote your session. You could capture highlights and live tweet from the conference or join in the conversation by checking out the conference's hashtag. All right, so we've talked about what to post, but how about what not to post? So my top tip is to check your workplace or university social media policies. Every organisation will have something that's slightly different and each one uh, may have certain rules or guidelines about what is and isn't permissible as an employee to share online. So for example, some health services will ask employees not to have photos of themselves um, in uniform on their public profiles. Look, in general, it's probably a no-brainer, but the things to avoid is any kind of sensitive or private workplace information. So, for example, information that you might know about your health service if it's going through changes or um, anything's happening there that aren't available information to the public. And obviously anything to do with patient information as well. Retweets are an endorsement, so even if you put the disclaimer in your profile, just keep in mind that what you share, like or retweet will be associated with your profile. So you do want to ask yourself, does what I'm sharing align with my professional values? If your workplace is looking for media spokespeople or for people to take part in any comms activities, put yourself forward or proactively come forward if there's a particular topic that you can speak about with expertise. Journalists remember great talent, as do comms people, and we will always put people forward that we know are keen and happy to say yes and are reliable. These kind of activities typically have a snowball effect too, so once you've done um, one or two things, again, people will come back to you. Now, I know I'm speaking, very conscious that I'm speaking to an audience of busy doctors and med students and you don't have a lot of free time and you're probably thinking, how do I add this to what I am already balancing on my plate? So I'd say to start small. Uh, an example could be five minutes, three times a day. So in the morning, have a quick skim of the news feed. In the afternoon, accept or send any requests or respond to any direct messages. And maybe at night you want to share a story you want to aim for being active a couple of times a week. Uh, Twitter is, takes less time, but you do need to be more frequent. And if in doubt, start small. Focus on one thing that you can start doing aligned with your professional goals. So it could be something as little as tweeting twice a week or sharing one article a fortnight. Dr. Nicola Ivek is a medical graduate from Monash University and went along to the workshop. It got her thinking about how best to put her online brand out there at the beginning of her career. I thought it was super interesting and as someone who's you know about to enter the how do I put it, like the adult workforce I find that having that personal brand and personal identity really important um so you know how professionally you come off to other people and Steph's talk really kind of went through all the important aspects and how to kind of you know start that so as someone who's you know becoming yeah a young professional I I guess really intrigued to learn of how to kind of kickstart that without seeming too um, keen. Had you given much thought to this kind of space before? Not in the same way that kind of Steph was discussing. I did make 
my LinkedIn profile probably 2016, 2017 when I was in my first or second year of uni when I was looking for part-time jobs, but I hadn't really touched it since then. And so really my look into a professional brand had really just been uploading a LinkedIn profile and kind of keeping it updated every year or so. Have you changed anything or are you planning to change anything since you attended this workshop? Yeah, I think I'm going to make more of an effort to understand what I want from like my own professional brand and how I want to come across from other people. Um, And so I've really started to think about what I'm posting on my social media, the ones that are linked to my full name and or, you know, easily accessible. And so, for example, um, after this workshop, I, or maybe even just before, I can't remember the timing, but I had just made my first important LinkedIn post and I thought, well, that's a good start. I, you know, want to try and keep updating. What I'd like to be doing is having a, a professional brand that's, you know, able to show future employers and other people who might be researching me for whatever reason that, I'm capable and I have, you know, these qualities and that's what I'm really aiming with my professional branding. Is there anything you'd say to your peers about the importance of this sort of branding? You know, is there anything that you'd say to someone who's who's thinking about trying to perhaps refine their online brand or all that sort of stuff to try and get into programs or, you know, advance their, their career a little bit? Hmm. I um, agree with all the stuff that Steph did say during her presentation and I think specifically for my peers is to get started early and even if you're not perfect straight away as long as you're kind of striving towards a goal of how you'd like to you know present yourself to the professional world and to kind of avoid things that may I guess, not come off as professional, like, you know, getting that perfect headshot in early and using the, the I guess, the social media that you have available to demonstrate what, I guess, you stand for ethically and morally and how that might tangle into professional links you may have in the future with, like, university and your hospital. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about the study and training opportunities across regional Victoria by heading to monash.edu forward slash medicine forward slash rural dash health. This episode was part of a series of conversations with doctors in regional Victoria. There's more episodes available which focus on a wide range of medical specialties. We're available anywhere you can find good podcasts. The Northwest Victoria and Gippsland Regional Training Hubs have commissioned this podcast to help medical students and junior doctors learn more about training and practising medicine in regional Australia. There are hubs all across the country, and to find out where your nearest regional training hub is, visit the link in the episode show notes or just search Regional Training Hubs. And finally, this podcast was brought to you by Monash Rural Health, presented by Patrick Laverick, that's me, and it was made possible by funding from the Rural Health Multidisciplinary Training Program at the Commonwealth Department of Health.